Do you know what it means for men to be emotionally healthy? If you joined us on last week's episode, you heard my husband, Nate, describe it like this. I really do believe that years of stuffing and numbing and uh, not acknowledging like those experiences from a childhood and witnessing the things that I witnessed impacted my heart. You know, the heart is the wellspring of life. And when you feel like you're not able to, to like acknowledge like that was hard or, or like that was really traumatic. Uh, and then just, you know, being a sensitive person in nature, you know, I, like our bodies, you know, that like we know through creation and through God's uh, using his voice, like our words are powerful the way we think. And so like conditioning and protecting. Today, we're continuing part two of the conversation of emotionally healthy men. Are you in a season where you're longing for more, desiring inner peace, hoping for more authenticity in relationships? Perhaps you're feeling unsettled inside, like you know that God is calling you deeper, higher, and further than you've ever gone before. You are ready for change, and it's time for something to shift. But what is it? What's been missing? My name is Amber Todd. I am a Christian counselor, and I believe that you were never meant to live a disconnected, segmented life. You were created for connection, deep, authentic, healing connection. First, within yourself, because your mental, physical, and spiritual health is interconnected. This is why I love collaborating with doctors and like-minded holistic practitioners who honor God's design for our whole being to function and operate in harmony. Life Interconnected Podcast is an intentional space you can come to every week to receive encouragement, hope, and a fresh perspective on your internal world so that you better understand your thoughts and emotions and how to live a connected life. Join this movement of mindful believers who desire to grow in our faith and cultivate a holistic approach to health and wellness. Subscribe to the podcast today and share it with your friends. Welcome to Life Interconnected. Men are not often given spaces to be fully known and fully accepted and fully loved in the midst of their pain. Why is it so hard for men to actually own and confront the parts of their heart that maybe don't feel as comfortable or convenient to address? Yeah. Um, each person is different, you know, in, in the process um, of, you know, why they don't do things or why they do th- do do things but i um obviously culturally like um there is a shift that's happening thankfully to where now there is acceptance and embracing um that that men have emotions and that we do uh that it's that it's powerful to share that like you see this with you know obviously being a big sports fan seeing like these athletes come out and share that they've been struggling with depression their whole life or so there's like more Influence moving towards like embracing and accepting, which is beautiful. Uh, at the same time, there's not been many guides in life who modeled it. You know, th- so when you don't have anybody in your immediate influence of your world of not showing that this is acceptable or like powerful, uh, you're you're not going to embrace that that part. Yeah. And, and so you know, societally, like like guides are coming out now, like through social media and obviously through now sports and TV shows, like there's, it's, it's happening, but still it's very important to have somebody in your personal life who can help be a guide and actually model 
and support and get permission and create a, uh, an environment of trust and safety that this is this is worthwhile that this is important you know mm-hmm. and, and so you know i think it's very beautiful the idea that you know i do believe god is satisfied through jesus death and resurrection that like there's an idea that like oh don't look backwards you know it's it's pointless like i was behind a car that said don't look backwards and the guy actually almost uh almost got me in a wreck because he didn't look backwards and stuff <laughs> like but but uh um but anyways um you know i personally have experienced the power of being able to look backwards and seeing how um not just me but also generationally the patterns of my family line and the challenges that they have had and you know like that is not just my story but it's generationally been happening and and so when you start seeing a pattern um it's like the idea like you know you keep doing the same thing and expect different outcomes it's foolishness Mm. right And, and so um it's foolishness to not look backwards and to consider that oh this conflict that i have with my spouse is is built on um me not feeling safe to be able to acknowledge whatever story that i'm holding on to and so i think the most uh the most important thing is being able to um, learn how to be the guide. Because if you don't have guides around you, you have to be able to start somewhere. Mm. And, and you know, ultimately my goal in like supporting men is that like, yeah, I love supporting and, and helping, but ultimately my intention is for them to take the power, like you said, to, to be able to uh, take the, the um, the understanding that that they get to choose mm. um, what's important to them, and some guys like I like I've been in enough relationship with guys to where um, they're like oh, I you know it's not this this um, like yeah like the, they don't feel it's valuable. And that's okay. That's okay. But I see that, that it's incredibly valuable, and I've seen enough men in my life to. Uh, see them lean in and do the same thing and seeing the fruit of how mm-hmm. now it's impacting to where by looking back, understanding and sitting with these aspects of ourself then empowers me to then be able to do the hard thing with my children mm-hmm. and do the hard thing for this, you know, creating this idea or doing comedy uh, that it's given me more confidence uh, that um God is with me and that he's empowered me that I lack no spiritual blessing in heaven above. So now I can actually show up in a way that um, is generationally changing, not just my identity, but the future identity of our children. Mm, Wow. And I've watched you, what you just described. I've had a front row seat of watching you do that so beautifully because there's two things happening, what you're saying. One, we're talking about a, a generation that's fatherless in terms of emotional health and support. Really, our generation, we're seeing an awakening of, you know, dads who want to cultivate more emotional health and connection with their children. And a lot of our dads didn't know how to do that or they weren't given space themselves. And so what you're saying is like actually taking ownership of tending to your own heart and what, you know, reparenting yourself of, of, of looking at the things in you that do need to be witnessed and do need to be tended to and healed and processed and worked through. And at the same time, you're fathering four young children and you're caring for their heart 
And you're, you know, we both have moments as mom and dad where we see our own woundings and issues, you know, projected on our kids or patterns that we haven't dealt with it that now they're dealing with. And so it's, it's kind of that sandwich generation of recognizing we haven't always had, we weren't always given the tools that, that we needed to confront the things that we're having to confront. And at the same time, we're raising the next generation. And so I think one thing that, you know, as you're sharing, and I reflect on your story that I've seen you do really well is surround yourself with other men. And as you said, guides who can point you in that direction, who can walk with you. And what, what is the importance and significance of men holding space for one another? Like why, why does that matter in terms of actually being able to heal when you're carrying the weight of these two generational experiences? Yeah. Um, from my experience, like strength, right? Like, like to, like I've been to many different, um, like a men's weekend or, uh, you know, or doing these, these courses, uh, where other men are leaning in and, and acknowledging it, it, it is just so empowering. Like iron sharpens iron. Like literally that's what's happening. Like there is something potent about having another man sit across from you and him embracing the softer edge of his life. Like what it does to me is like, I'm just getting right now filled up with goosebumps, just envisioning these different moments that I've had to where I've sat across from another man and like him, um, you know, confidently embracing his sadness and, and his disappointment is, you know, that it, like when we moved back to Fort Wayne and I had my first anxiety attack, it was very lonely. Mm. And, uh, outside of my dad, I didn't know any other man that really had gone through something like that. And thankfully again, God's grace, gave me a father who could be with me. And that was very, very, very beautiful and very helpful. Um, but there's something about, um, being able to experience that and seeing somebody go through that and feel held in that. Like we think, you know, God is father, right? There's this strength, there's this masculine energy, this beautiful, powerful, uh, humble, strong dad Mm. that is giving you permission to show it all. Mm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, as much as we have created space to where I I can offer that in front of you, Mm -hmm. um, but that wasn't always the case. Because, you know, it took time because ultimately, you know, um, there, there, there's uh, just certain things that I believe that are, are meant to be uh, shaped in another man's embrace. Mm. That gives me confidence to be able to then come into my home and offer that safe space for you to then unfold before yeah. me. And, you know, the goal and the hope is that you can form that in your marriage, but often times than not, that that's not a safe environment to do that. Mm-hmm. It, there creates insecurity maybe in the wife thinking like, is my husband losing it? Mm. You know, is he capable mm. to be able to like direct us and help us and to lead us? Yeah. And, and so, but when we get to go, you know, hypothetically into this war space of being able to express the anger, express the sadness, to be able to, foster a, a, a place to where all of it can be experienced there there's a building inward that happens to where you feel confident and able to be able to move from that place to serve instead of you know your wife's then relying you're relying on your wife to be able to 
hold that for you. To just yeah, that's a challenging place to expect your spouse to be able to do that for you. Mm-hmm. And I heard this said before: when you offer that all the time, you turn your your spouse into uh, you turn your spouse into the counselor. You turn your spouse into the answer, and so then that removes intimacy mm-hmm. because she's exhausted. Mm-hmm. She becomes exhausted by all you know. I just have to say all the shit that like she has to carry. Mm-hmm. And and when you're dealing with all of that pain, like it doesn't leave much margin for like like the fun and the, the and the the sexual intimacy. Like you know, I've said this before. Nobody wants to have sex with their mom. <laughs> you know, like when you turn your spouse into your mom. It happens both ways. I'm not as attracted to you anymore because you're always here to try to help me figure it out and fix it mm. and vice versa. Like I'm your little boy mm-hmm. and like you don't want to be intimate with, you know, a little boy. Right. And so it creates this really unhealthy bond. And that's where we came from, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. We've had to work really hard to overcome like that mother son dynamic and our personalities and you being the youngest, me being the oldest, you know, a lot of tools and things that we were given or weren't given led to that pattern. And we weren't really conscious of it until we started facing some of our own pain. And I think that was just the significant moment for us, probably around year seven, when we both realized like, we can't fix each other. We were trying, we even tried to read that book together and we're like, yeah, we're gonna heal together. <laughs> and we needed to go in our own wilderness and you needed other men to hold space for you. And I often hear you say, use the word container. And I think that's such a profound realization that your wife can't be your only container or she can't be your primary container. Right. And there's a way to like be honest and transparent and share with her your journey, like as you feel led. But you ultimately, what you're saying is you need other men to contain and listen and witness and help you process your pain so that you can come back into your home and connect with your wife in a healthy way. Yeah. That's, that's why I wanted to name our son, Jonathan David. Like that was my first prayer when I was 20. was God put men in my life that truly know you. Mm. And he's faithfully given me that over the last 21 plus years. Mm-hmm. You know, I have been given so many men in my life that have been that container who have been the shoulder to cry on or to fight with, you know, that, you know, obviously the story between Jonathan and David, that they had a deep intimate relationship and a friendship that, that was like nothing else. Because they were able to offer their full self mm-hmm. and they held each other's, you know, shields and swords at times so the other person could fight. And that's what we're doing that time with other men is doing that. Like, let me take your armor for a little bit so you can just kind of just fall into mm. like, like being soft yeah. and being vulnerable. Right. Yeah. And, and, and then going through that, then I get to put the armor back on you and say, like, now you're ready. Mm. Now you're ready to go fight the good fight. Mm-hmm. And, and they're just... It's just really, really powerful. You know, I, I did a day's men experience called the tunnel ceremony. And why I named it that is because we all have to go through our own tunnel. Mm. When it comes down to it, on this other side of heaven, I you know believe that there's an aspect to where like we're responsible for this, this time. Mm. I can't say, well, my wife or my dad or this or that. It's like, no, like I have to go through this tunnel of taking responsibility for my life mm-hmm. and honoring what I did with my time. And, and so doing this day was taking ownership of the stories that we've been holding that either been serving us or like causing us to just shrink back mm-hmm. and play small and, and hide. 
And so we move through these different aspects of ranges of, of emotions, you know, and have an anger release. And the first time I had an anger release that was guided was the most profound experience of my life. I had so much sadness around the loss of Amy, your grandmother, mm. in the midst of having Deacon. Mm-hmm. And just so confused during that time. I mean, weeks of just bawling, mm-hmm. having this woman that was literally Jesus, the hands and feet to me. Besides you, uh, one of the most influential women in my life, besides you, my mom, that shaped my relationship with God, that died. In my, for, for my idea, was too young. Mm-hmm. And be able to sit across from another brother and to feel all that anger mm. and allow it to come up. And offered it. I literally felt like when this experience happened, like I literally felt like there was this beautiful energy shooting from my head up into the sky, into the heavens. And I felt like, again, this was the first time I experienced my God's nearness and expressing that, that it was safe. Mm-hmm. And I felt so empowered. And so like the things that I've read in scripture actually finally experiencing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Which is so profound because I think, you know, you grew growing up in the church and knowing what you knew about God and knowing like, okay, I'm just going to give this to God. Like you had that belief in your heart, but yet you had pain in your body. Right. You had anger in your body. Yes. And so it was this experience that like God's word actually became alive when you actually experienced the release and felt the physical weight lifting from your frame. Yeah. Yeah. And wasn't that around the same time, if I'm thinking, that we, we went on that marriage weekend and you had this profound anger release and men were holding space for you. I was in another room with women. And then when all of you men came back in, because we were moving into a time for us as a couple, yeah, that was my most profound anger release yeah. experience. And that's actually when I began to tend to the deep well of pain from the murder of my grandmother. And that was like the first time that looking at you as my husband, that I actually felt like you could contain it for me, Right. that I could scream as loud as I wanted. I could sob as deep as I needed to, and it wouldn't overwhelm you. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That, that was uh, one of the most profound experiences of our relationship. And that was the beginning of me realizing these different ways of you know, uh, being able to move through these um, frustrating anger, sadness, all like that, that weekend, like it, 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 that was proof to me like, oh, there's, there's really power in being able to do this in this unique way. Mm. It is so true. I felt that. Like I felt like go, after going through that by myself with those guys and then unknowingly know that we're like, walking <laughs> in a great space for you, yeah. our wives, like I felt this excitement. Mm-hmm. be able to contain for you because I had tended it to my heart. Yeah. And then like, that's the, that's the beautiful thing is like you, you get clear, like you clear these emotions, you become clear. Like when you clear these emotions, I mean, you feel them through and, and express them. However, that is necessary. You then have the clarity to then be able to contain for other people. Mm-hmm. And I came in really clear, like, I'm built for this to create space for her to show all of this anger and all this sadness where before, like, honestly, like some friends can acknowledge, like some of our dear friends back home in PA, like they were afraid around you because you were had like this like edge that was like very fiery. And it's not like you would see it, but like my friend that like, it was really connected to the spirit. Like he, 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 he saw that. And I knew that obviously, but like I, like in the, in the past, I was almost kind of, it was too much. I didn't know how to contain it. Like you said, 
and it was very um uh now looking back embarrassing that i felt like i, I couldn't serve you in that way and 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 so coming on this other side of being able to be like no i like not not just embarrassing but i didn't feel safe because i wasn't safe within myself to be able to express it so how could i feel safe around this powerful woman expressing all her pain and rage and anger mm, mm-hmm. like that would put me in a frenzy yeah do you think that's why most men when you think about like a woman's emotional roller coaster especially throughout the month you know when the irritability or the rage or the the anger comes you know why is it that men don't often know how to to respond or maybe take it personally like what's kind of a common pattern you see if men haven't done what you're describing yeah i don't want to feel this myself why would i want to feel that from you now mm. Like I'm unwilling to experience and share or feel my sadness and anger and frustration. And so since I've been doing everything to like not talk about these things or not experience them, and then I have to live with somebody who's doing it monthly, like this it's too much. And that's where it's like, you know, turned into a joke, you know, and there are things obviously we can laugh about, but the reality is it's like, no, this is a natural, this is very healthy actually. Mm-hmm. And it could be a bonding you know, process, know how to do it well together, Yeah. you know? Um, and I know that for me, it's like, I know when, like yesterday, like me expressing, like I didn't have the space to contain for you because I, you know, I knew that I was having a hard time contain for myself. Mm-hmm. So you become hyper aware. That's where, that's where God comes in. That's where it's so important to remember, like we're not alone. Like his grace is sufficient. Like that's where like, I like, it's very important for us to take ownership and start doing these things that help us foster healing. And But the reality is like, God's grace is the glue that sticks this all together. Mm-hmm. Like his kindness that leads to renewal is 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 what fosters change. Yeah. Like that's why I'm humbled by his love is so deep and so wide that like in in I, I can come up all these ways to find these different ways of modalities of healing. But the fact is if it's segregated from God and his authorship, it's pointless. Mm. Because you're gonna get to a point where you're so exhausted by doing the work by yourself all the time mm-hmm. and not believing that God is actually the, 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 um, the guide, the true yeah. guide yeah. of your life. Right. I think it can lead to a lot of loneliness and real and fig- feeling like I've got to figure this out myself or I'm, you know, my, my lie that I believe is often like I'm too much or like this person can't handle it. And like, seeing you tend to your pain and growing and being able to contain my pain has actually been a reflection for me of the father because God is ultimately the container. He's the biggest container, like his presence sitting in his presence, especially moments where there's no one else around to contain, you know, maybe you're also having a hard day or the kids are overwhelming or I'm, I'm holding a lot for clients to go before God and know that he's going to contain and hold my pain through his spirit, like that's where I can find that reprieve. And I've seen you model that and experiencing that from you has really awakened my eyes and my understanding of, of being able to relate to God as a father in that way, because that, that didn't always come easy for me. Hmm. And I appreciate how you've been so intentional in in really learning these things as a man, as a husband, as a father, and is there anything that when you think about your journey in that, in all those different roles, what do you think are key steps in the healing? If, if a man's listening and maybe he's feeling stuck 
in his anger, or maybe he's hiding something or maybe dealing with a lot of shame or sadness. What are kind of some practical things that you think he needs to be aware of or steps he could take to move towards more healing? Hmm. Oh, one, I, I, the, the foundation is, you know, asking for help, you know, asking God to bring the right people. And, you know, I, I really believe in the power of prayer and like the willingness to ask is important. And then in that space with God, to then ask outside of um, your prayer, like, you know, ask friendships, ask your spouse if they know somebody and that could be a guide. And then really you have to start trusting uh, your inner knowing, like trusting like the people, if this is the right person to be able to support and help me. Uh, because you can go in with uh, good, good, good intentions and just, you know, like sometimes it's not the right person to invite into the, mm-hmm. you know, like your space. So, uh, but I think really embracing um, that, you're not alone, that there's many, many, many other people in the same position um, that feel and are experiencing the same thing. And mm-hmm. so like acknowledging that like you're, this is very normal. It's very healthy to feel these these ways, these highs and lows in life. And so that there is help out there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, um, you know, that's why I ultimately created my course, uh, The Decisive Man, was to be able to create a four-week experience for men to begin to start giving permission to themselves to start moving through these these processes, these journeys of embracing all the parts of them and the story where they come from and how they can start actually putting some action into changing and learning how to experience in a way that is healthy and actually that you can start building a place that is not just safe for you now, but safe for the world around you. Mm-hmm. And you can start living from a place of clarity and understanding that like, these emotions are guides to God. They're they're literally lightning rods to the divine. Like this is the pathway to be able to experience the fullness of God. Because if you're unwilling to experience your sadness, you can't experience the fullness of joy. Mm-hmm. You know, because I've experienced that going through the pit of going through bone cancer and experiencing all the pain, right? The joy of being told that I'm cancer free, it was very different. Mm-hmm. Instead of coming out, I'm just I'm gonna get it again. I'm gonna get it again. I was like, Oh, I'm alive. Like it shapes and changes you. Like there's this fullness. There's this, like, there's actually more to life than what you see uh, when you're able to experience the full polarity of sadness and happiness. Mm. Um, and so that's when we get to experience all parts of life. And so this this course is, is built off of creating a safe container in your home. Uh, through me guiding you and then also having one-on-one with me throughout the weeks to be able to support um, the the blocks that you inevitably will come against. Mm-hmm. And so my hope is that it can create um, more support for men to know that, A, uh, they have everything inside of them to heal everything outside of them, mm. that God fully resides in them, that Christ in me, the hope of glory that I have, the anointing I have, God's spirit who lives inside of me, that I am made in his image, that I literally get to live as Jesus did now. And so what does that look like and how do I do that? Mm-hmm. And so what I would say, number one, is actually start embracing your full emotions mm-hmm. and experience them viscerally, mm-hmm. embracing them in a safe space to where they're actually uh, creating momentum instead of creating a moment, mormentary, is that right? Like death, <laughs> is that right? <laughs> Um, I don't know what word you're thinking of. I make a moment word sometimes. <laughs> go with it. I'll go yeah, with it. Yeah. Uh, experience momentum instead of uh, experiencing mediocrity. Yeah. 
you know, and, and experiencing half of life. And, and so, um, I really do believe like experiencing the, the vibrancy of, um, abundant life is through experiencing like think about this i'll just put it this way there's sometimes you laugh so hard you're crying mm-hmm. there's so many so many times that I, i'm crying so hard i'm laughing mm. like it is profound mm-hmm. like you sometimes you can't is that person crying or are they laughing are they happy or are they sad mm-hmm. and so there's something really potent and beautiful and intimate when you're able to be in that dark hole and experience the grief that turns into laughing. Mm-hmm. It's profound. Yeah. And, and it is very powerful where God gives me visions in those, in those dark spaces where I'm grieving and I start getting really clear and I start dying laughing because I see God with me and showing me actually the, the pathway now to get out of this pain. Yeah. Wow. That's beautifully said. And those, the duality of that experience is, profound and indicative of the healing work that you've done because i think as you shared you know so many men feel either asleep inside they feel numb they feel like there's areas of their heart that are hidden or are not welcome or maybe they're afraid of their own anger or sadness and what i've witnessed in you and all the men that you've been able to walk alongside and, and support is just like truly being able to experience the fullness of life and to feel awakened and to feel in touch with all the the ways that God has created you to live fully and to fully participate yeah. in the life he's given you. Yeah, I love that. Fully participate. Yeah. Could you recap how you see healing changing your mind, body, and spirit? Yeah. Um. Well, I really, you know, God's spirit empowering our spirit, right? Like, so like that, that, that spirit man, right? Like who I call the most loved self, this idea of that, like he embodies all of Christ, right? Like when we start putting into action our body and our mind, like the emotions are connected to both centrally for me, um, that when we start doing these these functional ways of beginning to see that spirit man in a way by the way that we move, the way that we talk, the way that we pray, the way that we meditate, there is a real change that happens in how our body shows up and how our mind starts thinking. Mm -hmm. And so using these as tools together interconnected and doing these different ways that we've kind of highlighted throughout um, this time together without too much detail, but like, functionally like putting these practices into life like i've experienced my own body to where like i'm i believe i'm taller than i was before because my body's actually straightening up now mm. like i'm not nearly as tight anymore like my physical state in my body is so much more loose i have so much more ability to uh process information without feeling like um foggy or like so um yeah, like they they're, they they deeply when they're when they're um, offered in a way that are deeply uh, acknowledged as important and given permission to be able to highlight each aspect, uh, it, it serves the greater whole of who you are. And when we s- segment it and just focus on one all the time, um, I think we're doing a disservice to the whole person. Mm. It's helpful, 
but I don't think it creates a longevity of change and healing. Right. But when we identify that all these are connected and they're deeply connected, um, that that it begins to shape a true shift in how we live and how we show up in our world. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not segmenting off parts of our life. We're actually living, like knowing, mm-hmm. we become much more aware to our gaps and knowing how to meet them with mm-hmm. love and tenderness instead of shame and judgment. Right. Yeah. Which is so healing. Yeah, is there any last encouragement or insight you'd like to share today? I would just say I'm deeply thankful for just, you know, the opportunity to share and like um, that I have such love for the people um, who are willing to embrace their life. I love for all people, but the fact of the people who are willing to actively participate, like you said, like I get excited and it invigorates me and that love just empowers me to continue to show up in my own life. So just feeling the energy of uh, the listeners and knowing that God's grace has given them the ability to start embracing uh, life in a way that um, is, is, is beautiful and kingdom mindset. It's, it's exciting. And I just want to say thank you for uh, your willingness to be part of this, you know, mm-hmm. and show up in your life. Yeah. Well, thank you for being my partner and my best friend. And the one who has been the most influential in my healing in this journey. And I'm so grateful that we get to do it together. Me too. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being here today. Mm -hmm. I hope this episode was encouraging to you. Ladies, if you are listening, please share this with your husbands. Men, if you're listening, please pass this along to a friend. This information is so important because men need emotional support too. And that's exactly why Nate has created a four-week course called The Decisive Man. And not only is this course packed with incredible resources, but Nate will also be guiding you through four weeks of group coaching and really understanding your internal world as a man and how to become healthy from the inside out. There's a promo right now. If you log in and sign up this week, you can use code Nate, capital N-A-T-E, to save $100. Check out the link below and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for sharing this space with me today. I want you to know that God sees you. You are loved, valued, and important. If this podcast helped you, it would mean so much if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and text or post a screenshot with your friends who can join our mindful movement of believers. Let's live intentionally as God designed life to be interconnected. I'm cheering for you. We are in this together and I look forward to next time.